structures are not serving us well. We need to creatively destroy the ships that brought us here and move into the land of the future with better tools. Tools that keep us safer and healthier, that create more wealth for more people, that foster more intimate and rewarding relationships. We need to leave behind what is not working. We need a modern revolution. We invite here, they are thinking differently, and we'll tell you where you can learn all about them later, after you have listened to them closely. For now, we don't want to impress you with what they have done, we want to impress you with what they have to say. The Modern Revolution will be podcasted. All right, well, welcome to the Modern Revolution, and uh, you know, as we do each time, we find folks that we believe are having a great impact on the world and we invite them to talk uh, because we think you should know about them. And, uh, you know, as Natalie and I have discussed and you guys have heard in the past, we don't bring them on here to tell you this is the expert, you got to believe them. We bring them here to, uh, you know, get you to listen. And as you listen to them, if it resonates with you and you want to more deeply understand what they're talking about, that you can easily find, um, you can easily find how to learn about them through YouTube, where we have them, or the Three Minute Uplift, or the ModernRevolution.com. So that's what we're doing uh, once again today. So today's modern revolutionary is Natalie Gerardo, and she was good enough to make time for us. So Natalie, I'm grateful that you were going to spend the next uh, 45 minutes or so with us. Great. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. That's gracious of you. I appreciate it. And really, we're looking to understand you and uh, like what you're doing in the world and what problems you're trying to solve and, um, you know, the, the essence of it, not just the mechanics of it. So I'd like to start with this question. If you were going to describe your work in a phrase, uh, I mean, what what are you doing in the world? What's, what's your work about? I aim to educate people about magnesium so that they can truly feel health freedom. So health freedom underpins, like, that to me is a really clear idea. Like, you want people to be freer in general and freer via the, their health. So you have education that you offer them that uh, removes certain obstacles from them and opens up things that they might not have otherwise have. Is that is that a fair paraphrase to understand it? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I aim to help people think differently when it comes to their health and to kind of think outside the box and consider other things that could really be under the surface and causing them um, to live a life that's that's a little bit more chained to feeling unwell and, and feeling not their best. So the, the, the uh, first question that, have for you because it's I think you you have a very specific thing you're trying to trying to do and teach people about and so tell me the problem you're trying to solve in the world I mean that we magnesium as a specific idea specific set of actions that go along with this education tell me tell me what's the problem that you're solving out there sure sure so 
when you're low in magnesium, you're going to get symptoms like anxiety, insomnia, leg cramps. You're going to have chronic headaches. You're going to feel pretty, pretty awful, generally speaking. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because we're seeing in, in numbers and statistics that, that are showing us that about 70% of U.S. Americans are severely low in this mineral. Yeah. And we're seeing that there's a correlation between you feeling like this and you not having enough magnesium. And in general, what people do is they, they go to their doctors, they're trying to find answers and they're given, you know, prescription drugs and, and not really addressing the underlying issue, which for most people really is magnesium deficiency. There's this incredible, wonderful um, author and her name is Dr. Carolyn Dean. She wrote this wonderful book called The Magnesium Miracle. And in that book, she said that as much as 85% of doctor's visits can be traced back to low magnesium. So we're really dealing with quite an epidemic out there. That, well, yeah, we, we um, in Chandler, Arizona, we do pop-up dinners that connect people to the local agriculture. And, and we're fascinated and, and proponents of like the best grown food is the healthiest food and it's also the most delicious food. And we, we spend a lot of time sort of making those connections. Uh, and generally speaking, like I'm always a little suspicious when someone pulls out one nutrient and says this nutrient, you know, because nutrients seem to have their day in the sun, right? Like you need this, that, or the other thing. But um, that being said, it seems to me that the lack of magnesium isn't, uh, always the individual's fault because the soil in the country seems to be different now than it's been in the past. And one of the primary differences is it's less nutrient dense and magnesium being one of those key nutrients. And so when you are looking to solve this problem, is the problem created out there? I mean, the standard American diet, we've all talked lots about, we understand that we shouldn't eat processed food. Many people listening have already kind of moved past you know, that as a agreed upon fact. So could you tell me a little bit about like, how does that problem for, come to people's lives so readily? Sure, I think, I think it's actually a, uh, the lack of magnesium in our diets and, and the magnesium deficiency that we're dealing with is actually a two-pronged issue. Part of it is absolutely 100% what you said, is that our food is so deficient in the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that we desperately need because our soil is just, is really over, farmed and our soil is not well taken care of. So definitely number one issue. Number two, again, standard American diet, we're eating foods that, that aren't food. It's just, simply put, there's no other way to say it. Some of the stuff you see in the grocery store shelves is not food. It's a bunch of chemicals put together and they throw some artificial dye on top of it and call it food. So those are definitely, um, huge factors, but there's another underlying issue that I'm definitely seeing and it's magnesium burn rate. So what happens is that we're living these incredibly high stress lifestyles and stress burns through your magnesium stores. So does overconsumption of sugar. Um, you know, in order to process sugar, you need a certain amount of magnesium to get that to process your sugar properly. So if you're taking in a bunch of sugar, then you're just burning through your magnesium stores really quickly. Also caffeine, we're seeing caffeine and magnesium. They have this inverse relationship. A lot of caffeine means a little bit of magnesium stored in your body. And then finally, we're seeing overcalcification uh, over is what I like to call it, where there's calcium in just about every fortified enriched food on the market. And you think you're doing a good thing by saying, hey, I'm getting more calcium in my bread. It's in orange juice, it's in milk, it's in just about everything. Well, the problem is, is calcium 
depletes your magnesium. You need a, your, your magnesium and calcium does this beautiful dance together. And uh, one of the roles that calcium does is it tenses up your muscles. And the other role for magnesium is it loosens your muscles. Right. So that dance is really important, especially to our heart rates and, and to our, our, our muscle function. But when you have too much calcium and not enough magnesium, then we start to see these issues like, um, you know, cramping in our legs and muscles, that kind of thing. We see all sorts of other health issues that happen as a result of too much calcium and not enough magnesium. So I think part of it is not getting enough magnesium. And the other part is not burning through our stores, the way, you know, being good, healthy citizens and not burning through what we have stored in our bodies. Yeah, that's um, those are new things to me. I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't know that a caffeine is interesting. That caffeine has an impact on your ability to retain. It sounds like retain your calcium, or excuse me, retain your magnesium. Nor did I know about that relationship between. So even if you're fastidious about your diet, uh, you got a couple of things working against you. Your food, even if you're eating, you know, vegetarian, whatever, like a very clean <laughs> diet, yeah. you, um, you still could have issues with the amount of magnesium that you want. And you may be a coffee drinker and think, well, I don't drink any type of soda, so I'm clean, which is true. However, it may be depleting magnesium stores and you could be completely unaware of that. That's, that's interesting to me. Yeah. Another issue um, that I forgot to mention is athletes. Athletes, torch their magnesium stores because you need magnesium it's part it, magnesium works with energy production it works in your body um, through a really complicated system with, uh, and helps create energy but these athletes who are thinking that they're doing the greatest thing in the world by exercising which is really important we all should exercise right. but uh, you know you could easily overdo it and just torch through your magnesium especially um, and, you know magnesium is, is comes out in sweat as well so if you live in a high heat climate I'm in Florida it's everybody sweats all day long, you're also getting, getting, you know, torching through your magnesium stores as well. Wow. And as a neural conductor is a way to kind of keep your, you know, your nerves firing properly and, you know, perhaps even brain function happening properly. Could you talk a little bit about how magnesium plays out in, in those areas as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, magnesium uh, plays a really interesting role in the body. Um, it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. So, you know, our sympathetic nervous system is our fight or flight or cortisol or let's go, come on, that kind of feeling. Yeah. And our parasympathetic is that relaxation feeling. And so too much of the, too much of the stress and the, and the craziness that we all deal with um, really, really taxes our, magne our magnesium levels and really makes it hard for us to kind of get into that rest and relaxation period, which is why so many people who have a hard time sleeping, they start taking magnesium, it activates their parasympathetic nervous system and their body is like, okay, I can relax, I can unwind, yeah. I can fall asleep again. So it really plays a cool, cool role there. It also binds to GABA and GABA receptors are our neurotransmitter um, that is responsible for quieting your brain and quieting your body down and helping your brain just generally calm down as well. So, you know, it really does an incredible job in our brains to, to tell it to calm down, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I, I, I had this experience in my life once where I was sitting with somebody and I was saying, I don't, I don't really feel right, you know? And I, I laid out I laid out how uh, how I was feeling. You know, I feel really unusual. I saw this, and the person turned to me and said, um, "Pete, you're relaxed." <laughs> 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 yeah, that's not my. That's what that's called. You know, I'm. Uh, 
I'm a you know high highly energetic person and mm -hmm. somebody who's you know really interested in doing as much as I can in the world and so on and so forth, which means that um, that personality also is one that has a little trouble disengaging and 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 relaxing, and that is true for me as a person who's experienced what you just described. I, I take magne magnesium daily for those reasons to, to get me to kind of help with my evening routine. I don't think it's probably the best idea to give real specific um, dosage, you know, suggestions. However, you know, maybe you can talk about it in general because some people, when they take magnesium, find something other than the parasympathetic system being uh, overly stimulated. So uh, maybe you could talk about what might turn someone off taking magnesium and then maybe some ways to, to stay within a little more comfortable experience. Sure, sure. So the number one complaint that I hear about when people take magnesium is that it um, causes bowel discomfort, can cause diarrhea, that kind of thing, loose stools. So um, the reason why is because our body has this really cool fail-safe mechanism where if you take too much magnesium at one time, you're not going to overdose because your body's going to take it and throw it out the other end, which could cause loose stools. So if you're taking magnesium and you're finding that you're getting stomach upset, that type of thing, then you want to take that dose and spread it out throughout the day. You don't want to take it all at once. This isn't like, you know, that multivitamin that you take in the morning, first thing in the morning and you're good for the whole day. This is not that. So uh, magnesium, you want to aim to get magnesium from food sources. That's your number one, because anything that comes from food is the best way to absorb minerals. So you want to work on getting, eating a magnesium rich diet. And that includes green leafy vegetables. Um, it includes nuts and seeds and um, even dark chocolate. Dark chocolate is really, really high in magnesium, which um, as a side note, if we see as a woman that we're craving dark chocolate, you know, there's always that whole, you know, women love dark chocolate. Um, it's, it's very likely that as a woman, you just need magnesium. And that's the reason you're craving dark chocolate. We find a lot of people stop craving the chocolate when they start getting their magnesium levels where they're supposed to be. Right. So, you know, magnesium rich diet, if you're going to supplement, spread it out in several doses, so several micro doses throughout the day, and make sure you're taking the right form. Um, this can be really overwhelming for a lot of people because unlike most minerals and vitamins out there, it comes in several different forms. You've got everything from magnesium glycinate, which people often take for sleep because it's really good at calming you down, to magnesium malate, which people take during the day because it's incredible at giving you a wonderful feeling of energy. Uh, magnesium citrate, which is commonly known as calm, which is very, very common on the market. Um, calm is really good for um, anxiety and stress and that kind of feeling. And then we also have topical forms of magnesium, inc including uh, magnesium sulfate, which is Epsom salt. A lot of people don't realize that Epsom salt is just magnesium. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, and so that's an, uh, that's a great way to um, take magnesium or, or get your magnesium into your body without having to deal with digestive upset as well as soaking in an Epsom salt bath. Um, we, we don't take enough time to really just calm down and chill out. Like what you were saying, you know, that, that weird feeling of relaxation <laughs> <laughs> and soaking in the tub with, with Epsom salt is a wonderful way to, to kind of give yourself some, some me time, some self-care time and to really um, help bring your magnesium levels up. And then there's magnesium chloride, which is usually found in oils and creams and topical um, um, remedies in, in terms of magnesium as well. Yeah, so, um, 
Yeah, I don't know that everybody, we, my wife's a naturopathic physician and, and we advise people in terms of what you put on your skin that you shouldn't put things on the skin that you wouldn't eat. And so can, um, as it relates to topical magnesium, could you talk a little bit about your, your involvement? I know you can mention your website if you want that, that topical magnesium for you um, is a solution for some of uh, these dosing issues. And, and also, as I understand it, there's a concern about our ability to properly digest and absorb magnesium because many of our digestive systems are, uh, are, not, are not working optimally. And one of those problems is, you know, even if we are getting the nutrients into our digestive system, we're not extracting everything we should. So could you give us some insight into that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, you're right. You're, we absorb everything we put on our skin. And I think that that's one of those things that is not commonly spoken about. You know, you could be eating a great, wonderful, clean, organic diet, and then using awful, you know, lotions and, and perfumes yeah, right. and, and all that stuff. And, and, and you could really be making yourself sick because our skin does absorb everything, but it also absorbs magnesium. Magnesium is one of those minerals that is readily absorbed through your skin. If you've ever taken an Epsom salt bath and you came out and you're feeling so relaxed, it's because it sucks it up. Your skin sucks up all that magnesium. Um, if you've ever been to the beach, so our ocean, all the salt in our ocean, all that, that beautiful saltiness, uh, it's magnesium chloride. Our oceans are filled with magnesium chloride. So if you go to the beach and you're feeling so chill and relaxed, it's partly the vitamin D from the sun, of course, but it's also um, the beautiful magnesium that we get from soaking in the ocean as well. Wow. So um, magnesium is um, beautifully absorbed through our skin and it bypasses the digestive tract. So you don't have to wait, you know, 20, 30 minutes for it to kick in, especially if you're like, like you were saying, if, if you're having a hard time sleeping, and you're taking magnesium, you don't want to wait the 20, 30 minutes for that to kick in for you to fall asleep. You want it to happen now. You're tired. You, you know, maybe you woke up at three o'clock in the morning and you want to fall back to sleep. Um, using things topically goes directly into the bloodstream, starts working immediately. Um, there's actually a really, really awesome, awesome study that was done. I want to say it was back in 2017. And they um, studied the role of magnesium through the skin. And they found that the participants who used topical magnesium were able to raise their levels in about 12 weeks versus people who took oral supplementation, which took them six to nine months. So we're seeing that our levels are significantly impacted faster and, 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 deficiency is warded off a lot quicker by using it through the skin. So just really quickly, because I mean, I uh, like Sprouts is a store that I shop at uh, Whole Foods. I mean, I'm at stores that um, have many options as it relates to supplementation, but the topical magnesium is not something that I've seen frequently. Just before we get into other questions, what's your website that if somebody wanted to go explore your offerings, where, where are you selling the topical magnesium that, that you're putting together? Sure. Um, um, so I started a company called Rooted In, and it's because, you know, it's all about being rooted in your health and doing what it what, what you need to do in order to feel better. And our company, our website is berootedin.com. And we sell a line of magnesium infused creams that are gentle on the skin. There's no itching, irritating, or burning that often happens when you use pure magnesium oil on your skin. So it's really gentle. And we've added a bunch of beautiful adaptogenic herbs to our formulas. Um, we have three formulas, one for stress, one for tension and tightness and cramping muscles, and then one for sleep. 
And each one of them has their own beautiful um, uh, collection of herbs and oils that help support all of those different issues that you might be facing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think they're always, there's always a concern with supplementation, right? You need clean, good supplementation. It's not always easy to identify where things are coming. It's uh, not regulated. So, you, you know, it's always a place that um, there's a certain amount of risk. So it's nice to hear about like a very clean, safe place to go try something. Because for many people, I think it will be new to, um, to try that. So, so getting back a little bit to just you, I mean, um, was this a problem that you wanted to work on that came to you in a moment? Or um, did, it, did it occur to you over time? Like, when did you decide that creating more health freedom in people's lives was, was, was what you wanted to do with your life? Sure. Um, so I've always been a bit of a health junkie, you know, like I remember being a young adult while all my friends are reading all like the glamour magazines and that kind of thing. My nose was in health journals reading about nutrition. So it's just always been a passion of mine. Um, and, and I come from a long line of incredible you know, women who we were raised with, you know, you're sick. So I'm going to make this incredible broth to heal you, or yeah. let's make some cinnamon tea, or how about some garlic? Cause you're not feeling well, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, I've always, I've always relied on natural medicine versus pharmaceutical medicine. So, um, which, which, you know, has fared me well. I've always, always been healthy. My family has always been healthy, but there came a time in my life where I wasn't healthy. Um, and ironically at that time, I owned a natural health store. And so here I am thinking, oh, I'm trying everything I know how to do it. And I'm feeling awful. I'm feeling terrible. And through a series of events and, and going through doctor to doctor, to doctor, literally spending thousands of dollars trying to figure out what was wrong with me. My doctor said, you're normal. There's nothing wrong with you. And it's all in your head. And I remember feeling this awful sadness thinking there's got to be more to life than this. Like I felt like a prisoner in my own body and I thought there's got to be more. So I started searching and researching and looking for an answer. And, and I had this wonderful customer who said, have you tried magnesium? Try it on your skin, you know, buy some oil at the store, magnesium oil, try it on your skin, see what happens. I put it on my skin. It itched, it burned. It was irritating. It was uncomfortable, but I felt so much better. It was the first time I had slept for more than two hours. And that to me was, was so freeing, like so freeing. And I thought, why, why didn't I know about this? Why didn't my doctors tell me about this? Why, why aren't we testing for this? What is happening in our health system that people don't know about this mineral that should be more present in our food and should be more present in our lives. And that kind of triggered this, this whole revolution inside of me that I need to get this out. People need to hear about this. People need to know about this. People need to ask their doctors about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, so, so there was like, you were in you knew that health was a part of your life beyond yes. your own personal interest. And then you had your own crisis, you know, your own moment of like not feeling the way that you, you had your lack of health freedom. And then you had this epiphany of th- this key, this magnesium key was the unlocking of uh, this freedom that you didn't experience is what it, what it sounds like. I mean, when you think about the status quo of nutrient deficiency uh, there include, you know, magnesium deficiency fits in this larger idea of nutrient deficiency. What do you see as the primary forces of the status quo that that keep people from being um, fully nourished? Oh, that's a great question. And I, I don't, 
you know, I don't want to point fingers because I think that that doesn't help anybody by saying, hey, it's this person's fault, that person's fault. But I definitely think that there's a lack of education, not just with our medical system, but also with just health in general. People, everybody knows about vitamin D. Everybody knows about vitamin B. Like, I feel like we've, we've, we all know about iron, you know, these kind of things. But generally speaking, magnesium is just never spoken of. And, and why that is, I mean, I have a million theories. Who knows? Um, I, I, part of me feels like there's no money in magnesium. You know, you can't turn it into a prescription drug. <laughs> you can't, the pharmaceutical industries really can't capitalize off of a mineral that comes from our soil. So yeah. part of that makes it a lot less glamorous, you know? Yeah. So um, I, I think that, that, you know, that's my theory as to why that is, yeah. but I feel. Yeah, no, I mean, I, when I listen to you talk with me, I think, I don't know that everybody appreciates how good they're supposed to feel. You know, yes. I, mean, I think that there's a walking well among the country that they're, they're not sick per se, but they're not as vibrant as they could be with, um, with some adjustments. And, you know, follow the money is, is always a, a useful way to understand why things are. And uh, there's not a very strong kale lobby, you know, the spinach. <laughs> Yes, there's no money in kale. <laughs> there's, there's not as much money in kale as there is in metformin and you know, pick, yes. pick whatever drug you want to get angry about. Um, it, you know, it's funny what you said that 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 we're, we're normal, normal is unwell. At least that's the way I feel like yeah. if you're normal, you're unwell. And one of the things that that my doctor said that you just reminded me of is after I had gone through all this, she said, your blood works fine. You're perfectly normal. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just getting old. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember thinking like, so this gets worse? Like, like yeah, what? Right. And, yeah. and I see people in other countries that have much, you know, the blue zones, we hear about the blue zones yeah. all the time where people live to over a hundred. And, and those people in their eighties and nineties felt better than I did in my mid thirties. Yeah. So I thought, that, no, this must not be normal. This is not okay. Yeah. I'm sensitive to that. Like, oh, you're getting, you're getting old. I have, you know, I've been an athlete. And so my joints are not, I'm a 50 year old body. And so my joints are not the same as they were when I was 20. Um, and as I've gone in and talked to various doctors about them, because I, I, when I turned 50, I started my jujitsu career. And um, awesome. yeah, it was awesome. It's, it's uh, it, you know, it, it's not the age that most people would want to start that, but that's what I wanted to do. And so, uh, you know, I went and went about it. And so it was, took me, literally, I was probably 10 years in the pursuit of a chiropractor, physical therapist, some sort of healer that would help me get my joints to function, you know, in the way that I, I want them to do. And every doctor I'd say, well, well, like, why do you want to do this? And I was a CrossFit athlete for many years. And I would say, well, I want to be able to snatch this amount of weight. And they're like, oh, that's so stupid. Just go learn to swim. Um, so I'm, I was always sensitive about that as well. So, I mean, there, there's certain assumptions that people are carrying around. Um, and, and I have a suspicion as to what, you know, those might be, but, you know, they're carrying around these ideas and, and you're challenging these ideas because you're saying, hey, you may not know you're not as that you've, you may think you've achieved health freedom, but you haven't. It's a bigger experience than you're, than you currently have. So what, what's the assumptions that you're challenging? What would you say about that? The, the assumption that I'm challenging is that at if you're not feeling incredible and wonderful yeah. and energized, if you're not sleeping for you know a good amount of time at night, if you're not feeling relaxed and calm, if, if you're feeling pain, chronic pain and aches, that's not okay. 
It's not okay. And don't let any doctor or practitioner tell you that it's okay. You've got to be an advocate for your health freedom. You've got to, to say, hey, it's not okay to feel like this. And I'm going to keep going for answers. And I'm going to keep searching until I find an answer that makes me feel incredible and free again. You, no one should be a prisoner in their own body. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I think it's important to accept fluctuations. I mean, you're not going to get out of bed every day to conquer the world. But if you're not mostly feeling um, energetic and, and, and capable as you go through the day and as opposed to overcoming things through the day, that to me is, is what I, when I hear you talk, like you're not as well as you, you may be well enough, but you're not as well as you, as you could be. So when you think about like the movement towards health freedom, what's a small step that someone might take that would move them in the direction that you know you would hope that they would um, they would go? What's something that that you'd suggest? I, I think the number one thing that you can do to advocate for yourself is not try and cover up your symptoms. I feel like so many times you go. You've, you know, you're dealing with, for instance, anxiety, which is, which was my number one issue that I dealt with instead of, you know, numbing yourself to the anxiety, instead of, you know, pushing that away and, and, and taking drugs or, or, you know, doing whether that be, you know, alcohol or drugs or prescription medication, stop numbing yourself and try and figure out what's actually causing it. You know, did you deal with some sort of trauma? Are you low in a mineral or a nutrient? Are, are you living a lifestyle that doesn't support wellness? And I think, that in and of itself is a huge thing that we tend to ignore. So many of us live these stressed out, hyper, you know, very, very intense lifestyles, but we want to feel calm and relaxed. Well, you can't do that if you're living this yeah. hyper lifestyle. You know, you've got to, you've got to create a lifestyle a around your health that really supports wellness. Right. And I mean, I think if, if you want to, if you have aggressive goals and you're looking to, you know, be a world beater and all the rest of it, that's great. I think but you need to have just like an athlete who wants to lift, you know, hundreds of pounds over their head, whatever, right? You have to have the muscles to do that. And if you're not sleeping, you know, you're not, you know, well nourished, then your ability to have that assertive life is so diminished. And so, like, you want to have a stress-filled life? Well, then you need to have the capacity to not have the stress, you know push your health down. Instead, you have to have the constitution to be resilient in the face of that. Um, and so I feel like when you talk about freedom, it's the freedom, like to me, that's, well, what do you want to do? You want to go out and have this crazy schedule? Well, great, but you need to have the tools to do that where it doesn't wreck you. Um, yes. And that, that, so I, I, I like that. Well, I mean, I know you've accomplished many things in your life and, um, and you know, this isn't about uh, our guest resume. However, you know, when you think about something that you're proud of and you might want associated with you at this point in your life, what's something you were super proud of? What's an accomplishment that you would love to have um, linked with you? Um, I would, one thing I'm so proud of is, is the times that I've had people come to me and say, you know, I, I took your advice. I asked my doctor about this. I learned more. And it made a difference. And I asked more questions right. and, I, and I, and I challenged my, 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 you know, doctors and, and I challenged my practitioners in my life and I got answers. And, and I love to me that, that, that to me means the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, freedom is a big deal. <laughs> you are knocking, you know, the, someone from 
you know, the, being bound by things that are holding them back. You know, that's a, those are important. Sometimes it happens in a moment and someone come up and say, hey, I listened and it was great. And sometimes I'm sure people have listened and they're not acted, but oh, then yeah. acted at some point in time. And so that persistence of you being in the community, I know you do a lot of speaking, you, you know, you travel, you talk about, about this in many different um, audiences. And to that end, as we kind of head to the end of this, um, we will, in the various places that we publish this, the Three Minute Uplift, our YouTube channel, at A Well Run Life, um, uh, we're going to give people links to find you. But you talked about Be Rooted In. Any place else that you want people to know that, hey, if they want to go find you, um, where do they go find you? Absolutely. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, both of them at, at Be Rooted In. Um, and I answer questions. So if, if anything that I said has piqued your interest and you're like, but what about this? Or, but what about that? Please, please send me a message. I love, love, love talking to people. I can talk about, you know, health, magnesium and all that good stuff all day long. Um, so please feel free to reach out. Absolutely. Okay. So all the usual suspects, Facebook and okay. And we said Instagram too, right? Yep. 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 Okay, excellent. Well, uh, Natalie, I'm going to take us out here. Uh, you know, I'm going to say a little concluding um, remarks, but I'm grateful that you were willing to spend some time with us. Uh, it resonates with me because I wasn't always a magnesium taker, and I'm not a big supplement person. Like I don't, I don't believe in a big, big regimen. I believe that you should generally be eating. But I have to admit that it made it. It made noticeable difference. Sometimes I, I don't always feel like I I'll take vitamin C because I know it's helping me with my immune system and it, I do it, but I don't necessarily feel one way or the other from taking it. But magnesium, I'm one of those people that really clearly understood when I took it, it, uh, it helped me. I'm, you know, that nighttime experience. So anyway, thank you. And, uh, and I'm really grateful that you spent some time with us. Thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. And thank you for all that you do. Oh, that's, that's gracious. Well, you know, Natalie Girado is one of our modern revolutionaries and she's moving us forward. And like others we've talked to, she has a clear-eyed view of what's important and, you know, what's perhaps wrong with our current situation. She's brave enough to bring her thoughts and ideas and words to the arena. And I hope that she inspires you to bring your thoughts and your words to uh, the arena of the public as well, because you know, the modern revolution needs us all. Don't keep those things locked away. The show notes for this show and all our shows can be found at themodernrevolution.com. So please go there where you can check out the show notes and learn more about our guests and see some of our fun videos like Tell Big Soda to Piss Off. The Modern Revolution is a production of A Well-Run Life, in A Well-Run Life, we have an additional podcast by the same name, A Well-Run Life, and it's three minutes long. And should you be interested in some of our additional ideas, Peter Dealey, myself, I have a book called The Leadership Miracle, and it's 35 minutes, and it's on audible.com for $3.95, so you can check us out there as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next episode. This podcast sounds a little bit better on the podcast player, CastBox. In fact, I think of it as Podcast Bliss. They've been a great supporter of ours through this podcast and our other podcast, A Well-Run Life. And so if you haven't checked out CastBox, we encourage you to do it today.